This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 345, Expanding Your Hypnosis Business. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. This week's episode is all about biggering and biggering your success. And for the dozen of you who just got the extremely specific reference that I just made, hey, please send an email to jason at worksmarthypnosis.com, and I'll hook you up with a cool prize for guessing correctly. And I'll let you know in advance, this week's episode is a solo one. I'm going to kind of talk through some themes and some updates along my journey and kind of call out exactly what has to happen in order to really scale and grow a business over time. And that word scale is one that is gaining more popularity in the world around us, and sometimes it does have to stop and be explained. To scale something is going to be different from one business to another, even from one person to another. The mindset of scaling that I'd presented to be is taking something that you already can do and modifying it not only to bring in a higher income, but more importantly, as you're doing that, serve an audience in a much better way. So scaling is a two-way conversation. It's not just for the sake of taking what you're already doing and suddenly announcing, I've doubled my prices, though technically that is scaling an offer. In my measurements of it, it's always about taking it to a level where now you can serve even more people, help even more people in your audience, and it's always about value going in both directions. As more value is created in the world, you're receiving more value back in return. Nearly every motivational speaker who's ever written around business, whether it's Zig Ziglar, whether it's Jay Abraham, whether it's Russell Brunson, whether it's Amy Porterfield, whether it's uh, Dan Kennedy, all these people have put out a similar message over the years that the value that you receive back is directly proportionate to the quality of the goodwill that you put out into the world. And I'll, I'll put out some marketer speak in this week's episode Because there is a concept that I do love from a man by the name of Frank Kern, uh, who calls one aspect of what he speaks of intent-based branding, which calls out the reality that you're actually allowed to earn an income while you're promoting what you do. Uh, Those of you that are inside of my community, Hypnotic Business Systems, you see how I charge a deposit to get on a call with me in terms of my client services. I, I built... Virginia Hypnosis, the business previously that I was seeing clients in in Virginia, I I built that by running group self-hypnosis workshops and inviting those people to elevate to the next step, move up that value ladder, and actually then become a private client. So recognize that it's okay for you to become successful. It's okay for you to become wealthy. I'll even put it out there. It's okay for you to become rich along your journey. Uh, as long as you're putting value out there and truly making a difference in this world around us. The opposite of this is what I've now nicknamed becoming internet rich. Here's a video I put out years ago, and the video was uh, meant to a general audience, and the thing went viral, which is a thing we used to say. We try to not say that phrase too much anymore, but that experience where suddenly this video had hundreds of thousands of views. And yes, it increased my visibility, but I can't really track any conversion. I can't really track any clients 
that have come in over the years specifically because of that video. So that's what we've nicknamed to be Internet Rich. Hi, I would like to buy this house. Here are my Facebook views. We would also like to buy this boat. Here are my subscribers on YouTube. Again, you can monetize what you're doing, and that's a big part of the conversation around expanding your business. So I'll tell you in advance the sort of roadmap for where this little bit more of a long-form monologue episode is going. We probably won't break away as we usually do and do a fancy musical transition. Instead, I'm just going to kind of talk to you as you're a friend and give you some of the insights in terms of what I see that often needs to happen in people's businesses, as well as to peel back the curtain and talk about what I've been doing as well as what I'm currently doing, and just to kind of talk you through some of what we've been working on in recent months and years. So part one of this is about expanding the value of what you do, expanding the reach in terms of who you communicate with. And I'll even share some behind the scenes concepts that, you know, have been things that have forced me to think differently about what it is we can do with hypnosis and how we can create better impact within our businesses. The second part of this kind of goes to something that a man by the name of Chris Ducker calls superhero syndrome. The fact that you can't do it all yourself, which means you need to find ways to duplicate yourself and expand your skills beyond yourself. Which for those of you that have been listening to this podcast ever since it launched about seven and a half years ago, perhaps now I can call out the fact that we kind of threw this under the rug and pretended it wasn't there. Uh, but I've actually put out two episodes with the same name. Yeah, two episodes called Hypnotic Outsourcing. Mind you, different content in the two different episodes, but perhaps maybe that should emphasize just how passionate I am about this concept, that you can't do it all yourself, which means you need to hire beyond yourself. And yes, we're going to use the classic sleight of mouth pattern here eventually, that some of you may already be thinking to yourselves, I can't afford that. And the reality is, in the long run, you can't afford not to do this. But we'll, we'll come back around to that idea of outsourcing and give you some updates in terms of what I'm currently working on and why I kind of shut the schedule down for a couple of days, and we'll talk about exactly what that means. So first of all, expanding your services, expanding your reach. So we're a profession that as much as we are the helpers, as much as we are the healers, we have a bit of a sub-community at times that likes to sometimes pop up and say, that doesn't work, or you can't do it this way. And we used to see more of this as a bit of a updated 2021 State of the Union. If this was 10 years ago, there was a bit more of the dialogue around this technique is the one true model. If you're not using this technique, you're not going to get results. And thanks to the cultures, the communities that are really thriving now, and let's throw into this boat, I'll put myself into that category because I say the more we're all successful, the more we're all successful. Let's also throw in the fact that a lot of us that are well-known instructors are consistently pointing at each other and highlighting the cool work that they're doing. You know, so I sent someone to Sheila Granger this week and she likewise sent someone my way as well. And it's not that we're getting into this dialogue of mine is better or yours is better. It's instead... Here's something else that's going to complement your skills and give you greater flexibility in the sessions that you're doing. 
here's the culture, thanks to Mike Mandel and Chris Thompson, that yes, they give their students t-shirts at HypnoThoughts, but you see them going to all these other workshops. Uh, what Richard Nongard and I have been doing with the ICBCH Train the Trainer event, which by the way, check the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 345. Uh, that's the episode number this is, because we actually rapidly have our next Train the Trainer coming up and talking about the fact that no, it's not that someone didn't get what they needed from a training. It's that the majority of us learn from people with different perspectives and teaching our instructors to not just deliver a canned curriculum like other older groups may do, but instead, how do you create a training that highlights your specific expertise so even people who have gone through my classes will see the value of learning for you? You know, so this is a dialogue, mind you, that's not for everybody. If you're just getting started in hypnosis, different website, worksmarthypnosislive.com. At the time of recording, I think we only have three spots left in the class kicking off in October, but then we'll be announcing one sometime for early next year as well. Now, I, I got off on a tangent there talking about training, but when I say expanding your hypnosis business, expanding the reach of your services, this is where last year we did a lot of promotion around how to take your hypnosis business online. And to really practice what I preach and walk my own talk and stand behind what I say, that was part of the motivation of closing down the office in Virginia and now moving down to Orlando, Florida, where I have a 12-foot by 12-foot home production studio. And this is where I teach my classes. This is where I see my clients. This is where I do my one-to-one -one business consulting, both for hypnotists and even people outside of this industry. And this is something I'll talk about as well here. But the opportunity to then realize that by turning off something that was already working, the local Virginia hypnosis office, it forced me to get creative and then think bigger about how it is from my little hub here, I can reach an audience all around the world. Case in point, yesterday, I had three client appointments. One of them was actually a client I saw back in, I think, 2014, and she still lives close to the second office I had in Virginia. Meanwhile, the other appointments would have been online no matter what, because one was in Vancouver, British Columbia, and the other one, I forget exactly where, but somewhere down in South America. Shockingly good internet connection, mind you, by the way. <laughs> but the opportunity that we all now have international audiences and yes, I would argue from a business standpoint, those of you inside of hypnotic business systems, you have my full training in terms of search engine optimization. I would argue it's easier to win local search. Even if you're doing paid traffic, go back a couple of episodes when Brian Eslick was on here talking about Google ads. It's easier to win the local search. Most of his strategy was using the local Google My Business paid advertisement, and just simply boosting up a local company. It's easier to win local ads. It's easier to win local businesses. And I say that, but at the same time, when we go national, when we go international, what I tend to say is the quality of the results that you get in your life are directly proportionate to the quality of the questions that you can ask.
So this relates to the big pivot that many of us made to migrate our services online, which a lot of what I was doing was already online years ago. Stop the dialogue of you can't do this, you can't do that, because that's not the tone in our industry anymore. That sort of absolutist dialogue kind of faded away about, I'd say, at least 10 years ago or so. There's still some of it, but then many of those people eventually find this more flexible mindset, this more welcoming community, this more let's all learn from each other mindset. And that's really what builds confidence in what you're doing, flexibility in your process, and dare I say, a level of what I like to call unstoppable confidence of, hey, I've got something in my toolbox for this. So rather than the dialogue of, I can't do it this way, ask yourself instead, how can I do this better? What can I do better in this format and and apply this to anything, whether it's working with clients around the world, whether it's perhaps taking a specific expertise that you have, and to use some marketer speak here, what we like to call productizing it, and now turning that into a passive income property. That's those of you in hypnotic business systems is all product creation tutorial inside of there. And the beautiful thing is this creates a scenario. And this is something I've actually never talked about on this podcast. And now that I'm about to say it out loud, I'm doubting myself, but let's go there. Um, What happens differently in your business when you create the world of a business where you're now competing with yourself and not other people? So let's call this out. I do live trainings. Yeah, I do. I also have online learn at your pace programs. Do you see that? So here's the live event and here's the online program. This creates a dialogue in the audience member's mind as to do I do it online or do I do it in person or real-time hybrid online event. I am now putting someone into a situation where, yes, we could get fancy and try to claim it's a double bind. I would just simply say it's a situation of transparency where now they can decide for themselves which is the best fit for them. And clearly there's a third option of doing something else. Same being said of my client services. There are programs that I have for the general public that they could go through that or for a more premium investment, they can get the one-to-one attention and work with me directly. The same as, I can work with you for your fear of public speaking as a certified professional hypnotist, or, and this is something that's over on the jasonlinette.com website, you can go through the Business Influence Accelerator program, which is a rather high-ticket program that's also ongoing consulting and teaching you the secrets of hypnotic influence for business, punching up your presentations, helping you to write your marketing copy, and even at times having some of my digital team go in and do things for you. Which, yes, it's low ticket to very high ticket, but I consistently look at one of the formulas for expanding my business of how do I level up that offer? How do I create that premium VIP option? And I, sidebar, I hate the term perceived value. People often talk about, oh, if you do this, there's perceived value. And the reality is, no, it's actual value. I think I've mentioned this before. When I'm working with somebody in private consulting, um, you know, we create a dialogue on an app called Voxer. Voxer is a walkie-talkie app. Uh, It's free. 
I think I'm actually paying for their paid service of it, but chances are I'm not getting any different benefits than you are. But with Voxer, we can send these short messages back and forth. So in my private consulting with people, you know, that's where, yes, we'll schedule a series of calls to keep us on task, to keep us organized and pinpoint specific outcomes related to the tasks and goals that they have. But at the same time, if it's the game of, hey, I'm stuck on the headline for this email. I've got this one or that one. Which one do you like better? Let's not take a full consulting session and do it for that. We'll Voxer walkie-talkie back and forth. And again, I've heard other people say, oh, that's a cool value-added offer. No, it's a cool actual value-added offer, right? <laughs> the same as I, I do everything hybrid now. You know, if I'm working with someone in private consulting, they're going to get access to the library of probably all of my programs, because then rather than teach you how to do high-ticket selling on the phone, instead I can have you watch the training a couple of times, and then during one of our real-time calls, we can actually rehearse it and troubleshoot it. You know, don't pay me to teach you something that you already have access to of mine. It's kind of the mindset. So this, this VIP upgrade way of thinking, the accelerator concept came about because I had my fear of public speaking clients who saw the work that I did, saw the fact that I talked about business, saw the fact that I did a TED talk that was business themed and I wrote a book that was business themed, and then they had follow-up questions. So what's the easiest way to expand your hypnosis business? Listen and create something that satisfies the problems, concerns, and needs of the people who were already out there, most likely asking for it. So again, the quality of the lifestyle, the quality of the business that you can create, the quality of most everything you can do is at times directly proportionate to the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. And mine is always, how can I do this better? As well as how can I create a world that yes, serves more people and lets them make decisions in my world as opposed to mine versus someone else's. That's the first time I've ever talked about that, at least on this podcast. Aren't you happy you're still listening this many minutes into the episode? So this is a formula I constantly look at, as well as one of the classic phrases that was in the opening chapter of the Work Smart Business book, that of the amateur changes their act, the professional changes their audience. And the way that last year we launched another podcast, which is restructuring slightly uh, as a side note. It was a video podcast. We kind of paused that because we're getting a ton more video interaction in terms of Facebook Lives in a private community. So we're going to pivot that other program in the next month to just be audio only, as this one has been for seven and a half years, just to keep the video strategy focused on other platforms that are getting better interaction. So hey, look at that. Expanding your hypnosis business also includes the willingness to stop and review what you're doing and ask yourself what's working, what can be modified, and what can we stop doing? So this is part of how, you know, we put out a training last year called uh, the Velvet Rope Strategy, and it's a segment of my bigger course, but we spun off Velvet Rope Strategy, which if you're curious, just go to velvetropehypnosis.com. I think that points over. Now that I've said that out loud, before I keep talking, velvetropehypnosis.com. Yes, that works. Hey, more than 1,371 hypnotists around the world have picked up this program. So one of the things 
that I noticed was not working in my hypnosis business anymore and was stifling my growth was the fact that not everybody who called me to possibly become a client was a fit for what I did. Perhaps it was an issue of motivation. Perhaps it was readiness to change. Perhaps it might have just been they weren't yet prepared to, I won't even say spend a premium for their goal, to spend anything for their goal. And I've got a business, I've got a house, I've got a family, and you'd pay any other service that you'd go to. So we we spun this off because I saw a lot of other people running into the same problem of what can I do? This is another formula of expanding your hypnosis business. What can I do? to drop off that bottom 10 to 20% of time that's just not, I don't want to say being wasted because I'm talking to humans that have real issues, but perhaps instead to drop off that bottom 10 to 20% of time that's not being utilized in a way that really creates a positive outcome. So simply by running my clients through an application system to ask quality of the questions directly proportionate to the quality of the client that you get, the benefit now becomes only those people who are motivated are the ones who actually get to me. And over time, and I teach this inside of that velvetropehypnosis.com thing, once you max that out, that's when you need to start thinking bigger and even consider, uh, Chris and Marie Bowman talked about this on the previous podcast about two weeks ago, that when the business is bursting at the seams, that's a trigger to change things up. The unfortunate metaphor here is that of gambling, and that's the moment where you're now, quote, playing with the house's money. Hey, if my schedule's booked full five to six weeks out, it means I can throw a wrench into the systems of the business and see if that change makes things better or if it breaks everything. And there's tons of stories over the years as to times that I suddenly change something and then the phone stopped ringing <laughs> versus when I changed it to now people pay a deposit to get on a call with me and then to become a client, the number of inquiries dramatically dropped. However, almost every single person books now at a premium investment. So that was a risk that we were willing to take at a time that it was safe to do so. What happens differently too when I now take myself out of my process I am getting, I'll call it out, I'm getting some of the best results I've ever seen with my clients because a lot of the stuff that I do with them, I've been putting into a video library, which my clients get access to. And again, now I get to play Captain Repurposing, which is my official superhero title, of being able to say, there's a technique I'm going to share with you that I want you to watch this video that teaches the technique every day between now and when we come back. So I'm not doing as much teaching in real time, which means I have more time to do quality work in my sessions. Value added. Do you, do you see what's happening there? Because this was partly motivated by someone who asked in a community online, how much should I discount my services if I'm making it a group program? And, and it's not that I was saying don't discount it. I was just posing another question. What if there was something you could add to the group experience that actually now gives it more value and would appropriately then command a higher value? So you hear there's this ongoing attitude of testing. There's this ongoing attitude of experimentation. And the best time to do this 
is when things are working. The best time to change up the systems. Hey, at the peak of Virginia hypnosis, even in the midst of a global pandemic, is when we shut down the physical office and moved 900 miles south. It's a risk, but things are growing stronger now than ever before. So this mindset of expansion now brings us into this category of perhaps part three of hypnotic outsourcing. So I was in an interesting position last year. Being that most of my education had already moved online, uh, most of my services had moved already online. And you can hear the whole story if you go to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online. Don't put a space there because website addresses don't have spaces. Just cram the two words together. Worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online. That'll bring you back to the episode we put out the week that the world stopped. And I tell the story in terms of how to work with clients online. And even on that page, uh, we did uh, a free training about how to do hypnosis online. I show you the full tech setup. Uh, there's three bonus trainings that are available on there with some cool guest instructors where we entirely focused on teaching methods you can do online. So I was kind of already in that role. So I'll say it politely, business was positioned to Here's the formula, serve more people, create more value, and receive even more value back as well. I, I was getting referrals from people in this industry who went, I can't do hypnosis online, but Jason does it. And I put out that free training to then send to those people and say, hey, here's how. And genuinely, every person that I've pivoted from in person to online, when I hit those three points that I teach in that video, mind you, they went, oh, that's so cool. So as we grow, I purposefully did something in the last 18 months. I let myself go to a place of within an ideal schedule of time to shut down at the end of the night and be with family, uh, to overwork myself, to let things begin to burst at the seams, because that's what really helped me to highlight the stuff that I need to not be the person doing anymore. Now, I mentioned velvetropehypnosis.com. You can check that out. That's that training for velvet rope strategy. But as an alternative, learn from people with different opinions. Go back a couple of weeks ago, the episode with Brian Eslick, who has someone else take the phone call for him. In my approach, that consult call is part of the process. I just put a few steps in place so they have to jump through some appropriate compliance steps along the way. So I'm only talking to them, one, when they're already a paying client, and two, already qualifying themselves as that person that I know I can do the best work with. Though beyond that, as we start to expand what we do, here's a funny story. Here's a funny nuance. Uh, you can find people who will run advertising for you. And there, there's people that you can find in terms of local markets and such, but there's a different category of more so not an individual but instead an agency. And I'll tell you something that does occur, and this is not to say, ha look what I have, you can't have it. It's instead to inspire you to think a bit bigger about what you can do. Uh, because some of you have seen that for the last year or so, we've had an agency that's been running ads for this podcast, for some of the training programs at worksmarthypnosis.com, and people have asked, can I hire them? 
And I had to tell them, I'm like, they will not work with someone who doesn't yet have a scalable offer. A book is not a scalable offer. One-to-one services are not necessarily a scalable offer at times, at times, and the scale that most people tend to think about it. So I'll generalize this to be polite. Um, There was a moment last year where I got a phone call and the question was, why are you promoting this event, but not that one? And I had to respond um, because that's a one-off event and the agency that runs the ads for me. Simply put, they won't run ads to non-scalable offers. Now, it took some finagling, there's a highfalutin word, uh, it took some negotiation to run ads for the classes that I do, only because, again, the next Work Smart Hypnosis Live is about to sell out, but then we'll be promoting another one after that. So there's something to be said about asking yourself, where are you in this business journey, and do you have something that can serve a bigger audience? And just as Brian Eslick shared in the episode a few weeks ago, the willingness to spend a bit of money to get to a bigger audience, to get in front of the right audience at times. And I'll say it here, as I'm sure I said in the two previous hypnotic outsourcing episodes, the willingness I've had, and I want you to hear this carefully, not just to hire people to do things that I don't want to do, but to hire people who I know can do it better than I can. There is a sense of delight when I look inside of my Facebook ad portal and I understand some of what they're doing. (laughs) But at the same time, I shut down. I've been purposefully overworking myself within reasonable hours, mind you. Um, Some people are surprised when I respond to an email at 5 in the morning, though. I do wake up around 4.45, and there's a window from like 4.45 until 5.30 that I'm still waking up, and then then I drive to the gym. And that's where I do some email admin stuff and often catch up. Uh, in those moments. Uh, But I do keep reasonable hours, surprisingly. The the reason why you see so much productivity of what I do is the willingness to hire others. So an amazing team over at Podcast Network Solutions, uh, there who continuously have edited... um, Yes, I said their company, right? Uh, They're who have edited my podcast for the last five plus years and done a phenomenal job. And I say that not only Uh, because it's true, but also because they're listening to me right now. Hey guys, love you. Uh, On top of that, here's a full-time web designer and graphic designer that's been with me now for two or three years. And the reason why, for the most part, my stuff looks good is because someone else has done it for me. And there's videos that sometimes I will shoot, I will crop the beginning, I will crop the end, And then I'll send it off to somebody else and he makes it look better than even I know how to do. So it's this willingness to reach beyond ourselves because I'll call it out. I mentioned something earlier to plant a seed for this next statement. You need to ask yourself sometimes, is the world that I'm creating congruent to the world that I'm welcoming people into? So when I decided to expand what I do into the entrepreneurial world to speak to info marketers, business owners, coaches, and consultants, there was a bit of a resume that these people had, TED Talk and book. And I went out of my way and I devoted time to make those things happen. So I'm in that world. The decision point to launch a second podcast, because many people in that world 
also have a podcast, which yes, I already have one, but I didn't have one for that audience. And that's what was the motivator. So do you hear the formula beneath this? The mistake people make, and this is my constant phrase of why do most people put their businesses on Facebook? And the answer is because they think they're supposed to be. And unfortunately, that's the end of their strategy. So, so notice I didn't say do or don't do Facebook. The question is, where does your audience gather? And that's where you ought to be. We put stuff on Twitter. I have a company that creates these really nice social media posts for me. They listen to my podcast. They pull quotes out of what I do. They create these meme-like images. And it is my content, but they're making it look better. And it's entirely set it and forget it. And I'll tell you exactly why we do that. The reason why is I spend a lot of time uh, being down with OPP. And no, this is not just a Naughty by Nature reference of a song from the 1980s, if I have that right. Uh, it's instead other people's podcasts. I get on other people's programs and I deliver outstanding value and give a simple invitation to receive even more value, which then eventually puts them into my world to then have the option to then invest in a much more valuable outcome either working with me directly or joining one of the communities that I run as a bit of a private mastermind group. So you see, it's the same formula of asking, who else can I serve? How can I better help these people? And the bigger it begins to reach, the more we can identify that bursting at the seams moment, where it's a trigger that now we either need to build systems and automate or hire. So I've given you a bit more of a thorough tour as to who I'm currently working with and what capacity they have, which, mind you, let me call this out, the mistake you can make from listening to this dialogue is to think, wow, I need the people that Jason Lynette hires. And for the most part, I tend to hire most people full-time. I mean, Podcast Network Solutions is an agency. They are phenomenal. Talk to their team. If you want to do a podcast, I have no better recommendation than them, and that's why I stick with them. But my full-time web person, she's full-time with me because I, I keep her rather busy. Instead, go back to one of the previous episodes around hypnotic outsourcing, and you'll hear the formula as to how I do my hiring. To the point, this week, I've hired someone new. I've hired someone new to serve as a virtual assistant, and behind the scenes, I've been creating some uh, standard operation procedure videos of basically now, just like Tim Ferriss says in 4-Hour Workweek, whenever I'm about to approach one of these tasks that I've now identified because I've been tracking it for 18 months, when I can now identify a thing that I keep doing and I don't have to be the one to do it, here's a free piece of software that you all should download right now. Loom. L-O-O-M. It's a screen recording software. Yes, there's a bunch of other ones that are out there. This is the one I like. It's free, or if you pay them for it, it is a lot better. I will say that. The, the quality of video has a higher resolution. I can record just a part of a screen rather than the full screen, and I have better, I believe, better encryption, um, and it's affordable for what it serves. I think I might record a Loom video every single day, whether it's an instruction to an outsourcer, or I can be guilty of, you send me an email with a bunch of questions and I respond with a video. 
because one, it's better customer service, and two, it's faster for me. And I can show rather than tell. Someone, you know, someone the other day was asking about uh, how do the hours work for Work Smart Hypnosis Live? And I just opened up the student portal that you'll get access to inside of that event and talked it through. Sent the video over. Hey, this is cool. I got an alert that they watched it. And then five minutes later, I got another alert that they signed up and paid in full. Same thing goes with my clients. I can answer a question. I can even use Loom to create a quick talking head video without sharing my screen and just talk directly to the camera. So I've been recording a couple of dozen Loom videos the last couple of days that I'm a little bit slower in my productivity this week intentionally because whenever I'm about to approach a repetitive task, I turn the recording on, I narrate the job, that goes into a secure private library, and the new person who's going to be working with me, I'm slowly giving her more responsibilities. And it's up to you how you do this. I hire internationally uh, for the reason of this is how we pull off a 24-hour work cycle. As my day is running, I'm compiling tasks for other people to do. And as my day ends, their day is beginning. And the wonders of time zones, the style of weightlifting, there's a transition, the style of weightlifting that I do in the gym is progressive overload hypertrophy training, which is a fancy way of saying I do a heavy set uh, for like four to six reps, and then I wait three or four minutes for my body to kind of recharge, and then I do it again. And the premise is, if it's like um, a barbell squat, my goal is a specific weight on the barbell and three sets of reps. Uh, the first time I did six, the second set I was a bit fatigued, I only could do five, and then the third set I only could do four. And then as my strength increases and I hit six on all three, then I increase the weight and keep that formula running. And of course, yes, I use an app to track this. <laughs> uh, this one called Jeffit, J-E-F-I-T. Which brings back the point that if you don't track things, you can't measure it. If you can't measure it, you don't know if it's actually working. So back to the Facebook ad and advertising stuff, we track everything. Um, I can look and see in certain campaigns, we have what's called a 12 ROAS, which is a fancy way of saying return on ad spend, that in that campaign, uh, re-engaging people who have not yet become my clients, for every dollar we spend, we'll pull back 9 to $12 which that's pretty good. But this is that those of you in hypnotic business systems, it's the retargeting strategy that's taught in there, by the way. So th this whole mindset, I wanted to kind of, you know, just kind of talk to you in this week's episode, which uh, I'll give you a couple of invites here in terms of how you can put this into use. I've mentioned velvetropehypnosis.com. You can go check that out. Hey, it's only 27 bucks to get the one single module of my training that people have given the best of feedback to, and it's completely revitalized people's careers and even launched them along the way. I'll call it out. That'll give you a nice invite if you're not yet a member of Hypnotic Business Systems, though I know many of you who are listening to this are already inside of that program, maybe even inside of my other program, and might be in this scale-up phase where the willingness to bring someone on to kind of look at what you're doing and give you specific guidance is kind of going to be that thing that it brings you to the next level. And just to practice what I preach, um, 
I'm not the person who's going to say, oh, when you spend the money, it puts it out to the universe that you're now expecting it back. No, I'm going to be a little bit more practical in terms of the reality of it. But as I constantly, some of you saw the Facebook post I did in the last two weeks of attending two back-to-back leading marketing conferences, the more that I can do to surround myself with people who are doing things on a bigger scale, to a bigger quality, to a bigger impact, and and yes, notice this is the fourth one intentionally, to a bigger income. Remember how we started this? Biggering and biggering the entire way. The more that I do that, the more that I'm not only inspired, but I see the exact strategies and the better ways to serve more people. So, a bit of a story was in 2019, uh, here's a whole done-for-you consulting thing that I went through uh, that was a bit of a five-figure investment, and I can draw a straight line from what I gained by going through that program, having someone to really workshop with me one-to-one, and really was part of the inspiration of a lot of what you see me doing nowadays. Last year, in the time frame where everything stopped, and it could have become every reason why business is doomed, I looked at that singular moment to went, there's people in a greater sense of need right now, and it's my responsibility to make it easy for them. That's when I hired the agency. That's when I hired an individual uh, for another consulting program, one-to-one, and to do some behind-the-scenes work for me as well. Uh, This year, I may have doubled down a bit uh, because there are two concurrent masterminds that I'm now a member of. And based on an invite that was just extended to me, there might be a third, which I'm going into my calendar and blocking off time to make sure I'm actually making use of what I'm going into. So this is something that I don't tend to advertise too frequently. But if you are at that kind of bursting at the seams, scale up mode, um, I'll make this easy. Just send an email to jason at worksmarthypnosis.com and just kind of let me know where you are right now and what it is you'd like to be building differently. We'll kind of chat a bit by email first. And then if I see it's a fit that I'm confident that I can help you out, we can hop onto a phone call and talk about exactly what that would possibly look like. The real intention was that this should not be this should not be a unique promise. This should not be a unique selling proposition. But a lot of what you hear me talk about, you can go to my websites and you can see I'm actually doing this stuff right now. I'm constantly working on improving myself and doing better at what I do so I can serve a greater audience, create a greater good, expand that goodwill. And yes, notice is always the last one that I mention, bring in that income, you know, because we, <laughs> world's expensive, <laughs> but the opportunity to create a bigger impact as a result of that. So recognize when things are at their best, that's one of those best moments to level things up. And I forget the study. I'll see if I can track this down. I know who I can get it from, but there was an amazing bit of research that was done that talked about Fortune 500 companies. And while, yes, that's different from what a lot of us do, the expansion of their staff was directly proportionate to the increase of their income and the increase of the reach of their business. So it wasn't just for the sake of, hey, I can watch another episode of Modern Family with my wife while someone else is fixing my website. Though we are two seasons into Modern Family, and how perfect of a TV show is that, by the way. But instead, I can use that time 
to keep building something better. I can use that time to drop into one of my communities, do a live, do a bit of a Q&A. We, we did an amazing interaction uh, today inside of one of my communities all about what do you do when you've got someone who's uh, in a program and they begin to fade away. And no, we don't want to be in the model of the gem, the stereotype, at least of a gem, that we're earning money by people who sign up for things and not use it. No, we want people using what we do because that's what creates better results. That's what creates better goodwill. That's what creates better referrals. And we did a whole workshop around that. So as I'd say to quote my favorite line ever from Michael Elner, consider me a resource. I've given you a few roadmaps as to what that can possibly look like, whether it's hopping into something that's just a easy 27 bucks to see a formula you can plug into your business right away, or to join one of our programs, our classes, or even reach out to me personally. My final message, think bigger. By thinking bigger, we suddenly can serve a brand new audience. The one thing that's going to take hypnosis into the mainstream is not hiding behind memes and promises saying, we're doing this to bring it into the mainstream. It's actually doing the work. It's actually walking the talk in terms of what you do and this whole sort of guinea pig mindset of, hey, look at what's working right now. Here's how we all can do this better. Jason Lynette here once again. And hey, thank you for sticking with me through this slightly different uh, formatted episode of what we normally do. But these are some thoughts that have been, to use my favorite word, marinating in the back of my mind for the last 18 months or so and really kicking into a steady momentum, which is allowing for some significant growth over time. I want you to do better inside of what you're doing. I want you to be that advocate for change. I want you to be that person who is being seen as that expert inside of what you do. So I'd encourage you, we'll make this easy, head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 345. This is episode number 345. Wow, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, and everything that I've referenced here is a potential resource. They're all printed there. But I'd also encourage, go through the back library. You know, you do something for seven and a half years, there's got to be something decent hiding inside of us. Sorry. <laughs> there's all these episodes, whether it's my stuff, whether it's highlighting the success of others. Use this incredible community, grow, and hey, consider me a resource. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Hold up. 